Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. I see my name in shiny lights, yeah, a different city every night, oh, I, I swear, the world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. It's time to get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. And indeed, we are all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You are on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at ShalomKlein.com. And while you are there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information. You will not want to miss a live show. You can call into the beautiful studio here in Elk Grove Village at 312-642-5600, 312-642-5600. And shout out to uh, the show that led into Get Down to Business. Shout out to attorney Stephen Leahy and uh, Jim Leahy and the IRS Radio Hour. Thanks for your good work. Um, I'm absolutely thrilled to uh, to kick this program off with an amazing entrepreneur. Actually, just down the street from me, uh, Stephen Clava, um, is an entrepreneur from Evanston, Illinois, and uh, really, really interesting work being done. Stephen, welcome to Get Down to Business. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's great to have you. Uh, you're, you're a neighbor, and uh, and it's it's always fun to watch uh, hometown uh, heroes, I guess, uh, people making a difference. That's exactly what you're doing, uh, social impact. We were just talking just a little bit before coming live on the air. Um, but, Stephen, you are uh, you have a, uh, a bachelor's in mechanical engineering from Bradley University, and you have taken that uh, degree and accomplished some great things. Um, Stephen, if you don't mind, uh, I'd love to get to know the person behind the microphone. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. So I uh, went to Bradley in Peoria, uh, mechanical engineering, uh, came out, came up to Chicago, started my career at Culligan uh, International, where I did a lot of water softening and filtering. Uh, and, and as exciting that is, my next stint was at Life Fitness. Uh, at Life Fitness, I was part of the treadmill team. Uh, to begin with, that created the the latest treadmills that you see out on the floor in your gym. So, uh, if you hate your treadmill, uh, please don't blame me. But <laughs> it uh, it's one of those things. Uh, so after that, uh, I'd say like the uh, the Kennedy Expressway killed my career in mechanical engineering, and I think it just took me in a new way. It's like I just didn't like getting on that road anymore, and I went out and found a job, and I started doing uh, coding and IT stuff and like that. And so I went from there. Uh, I did that for about six years. Uh, We actually won uh, a Google Technology Partner of the Year award with that firm. Uh, Some some of my code, uh, you know, was part of that. So I feel pretty good about that. Uh, And then about two years ago, I decided to go out on my own. And so that's what I've been doing. And I did a couple of websites. And then recently, I just created a, uh, a new a new app. Oh, and we're going to talk all about it, uh, Stephen. So um, you have uh, touched on something um, using your skill set 
um, you're addressing a, a challenge, and certainly uh, COVID-19 has only uh, sort of uh, amplified that that challenge. Um, you know, anybody listening to Get Down to Business, uh, I tend to think uh, entrepreneurs, people that want to give back to community. And, you know, giving back in, in this age of COVID where we are socially distanced, it's, it's a challenge. So you have created what you refer to as the easiest fundraising platform on earth, period. Tell us a little bit about the need that you saw and the solution that you've created. Yeah, so a lot, a lot of entrepreneurs solve a problem that they see in the world, and that's what I wanted to do. You know, I was 45 years old, and I wanted to learn a new coding language called Flutter uh, Dart. And what it does is it allows you to code once and have an iOS and an Android app. So I wanted to solve a problem I saw in the world, and the problem I saw was that the technology uh, was moving forward in transactions that nobody's using cash. And so the problem I wanted to solve was to allow somebody to create a fund on an app that they could then get cashless donations and, and make that so incredibly simple that anybody could kind of get to that point. Uh, totally, so totally, and and Stephen, it's it's interesting because uh, I have no doubt, I, I have no clue what uh, commercials are going to air while I'm on the air, but I could guarantee there's going to be some political ish commercials that will air. We are in the season of political campaigns, but certainly a season of a lot of people that are struggling financially. So there's a lot of nonprofits, a lot of fundraising that is taking place. And uh, I know you mentioned iOS. I know you mentioned sort of the app store, um, but it's not necessary for your platform. So let's walk people through the basics of a political campaign, a uh, a nonprofit organization trying to uh, raise for their capital campaign. How does your app work? Yeah, so it's super simple. You download it, and all of the functions to manage your uh, fund is on the app. So you have to have an iOS or Android phone to do that. You simply create a hashtag, and that is your unique identifier for your fund, and you can make multiple funds. So for political campaign, we do have uh, the donor inputs available, so you can use it for political funding and collect that information. And then... Once you create your hashtag, you can put it out onto your social networks. And my app has in tools that allow you to easily put a QR code and the hashtag onto your social posts. And the same is very similar for the nonprofit. It's, there's no difference. They just don't click the I'm a political fundraiser. So where do you see things going, Stephen? Um, is this something that uh, maybe not in... Uh you know, uh, Christmas season, which is uh, right around the corner. Um, but is this something we're going to see the Salvation Army having the ringers um, have a, uh, a QR code on their virtual donation plate? Yeah, so the QR code is really great in the time of COVID because it allows you to be socially distanced and you don't have to pass cash back and forth between people. And people can just, you know, they don't even have to download the app uh, to give, they actually can just take a picture with a QR code reader or the phone of the QR code, and it will take them to a website donation point. So it's really slick and smooth. Uh, one other thought I had was Mercodia. You know, they do the, uh, the the fundraising drives in the streets where the people have the jackets on, and and I was thinking, why not put QR codes on that jackets and allow people to do it like through that? Like, it was a good idea. Cool. So where do you see things uh, going in the in the coming years? I know that you are an entrepreneur at heart. Certainly, social impact is near and dear to your heart, which I love. Um, so uh, where are things going? Where do you hope uh, things will be in five years from now? 
and uh, how can our listeners engage and uh, and be a part of supporting good causes, but also uh, helping to uh, to amplify a pretty awesome app that's doing uh, doing great things through innovation. Yeah, so my app can be the the be run by activists as well. So you can create a fund for something else and then give that money over to them. Um, so it's not something that the nonprofit doesn't have to create it. The, uh, so it is kind of like there's an activist. And we have a number of people like cure our disease folks that, that are trying to raise money for their kids. So that's kind of like recently what I've been getting. And a lot of people are excited about that. and They love using the app. But then, you know, in the future, you know, I hope that, you know, I can compete with uh, the GoFundMes of the world, you know, kind of be uh, on that kind of stage. That's wild. That's totally wild. And uh, Stephen, I love to uh, profile uh, nonprofits um, and organizations and even businesses that are doing great things. Are there any that you have connected with um, as you've been uh, sort of promoting the uh, the fund app uh, that you want to give a shout out to? Yeah, so the, the Sports Philanthropy Network uh, just kind of started using my app, and they're going to be using it for their big push in October. So Roy Kessel, uh, awesome guy. Yeah, yeah, and they're doing something really cool with it. They're challenging them. They're making multiple funds and challenging their groups to have, like, a challenge of who raises the most. So uh, that's kind of another, like, feature you can use with it that really works great. Uh, that's very, very exciting. So, uh, Stephen, we are running out of time, and I want to make sure our listeners know where they can learn more about this amazing app so they can uh, perhaps uh, enter in a hashtag and uh, support a good cause. Um, but if they are running a fund or running even a, a political campaign, how they can uh, get in on very cool innovation. Um, Stephen, where's the best way that uh, people can learn more? So, com, And also find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook, Clava Fund, K-L-A-V-A Fund. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure to uh, to add that to the show notes and, of course, uh, tweet out at you. But appreciate you coming on and be sure to come back on Get Down to Business to share um, your uh, your exciting uh, updates and news um, from the guy that uh, that that, as you said, has been involved in uh, in creating the treadmill. And I hope that that's not going to get you some hate mail over here. Um, the the cool treadmills uh, that are uh, on the floor at uh, Lifetime Fitness and so on comes some innovation, social innovation, and uh, really awesome to see uh, the Clava Fund app uh, doing some awesome things. Um, Stephen Clava, thank you so much for joining us on Get Down to Business. I encourage everybody to check out clavalabs.com uh, to learn more, and we'll. I'll link to it in the show notes. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And you can always check out all of the six and a half years of these shows of Get Down to Business on my website, shalomkline.com. That's where you can download all of the podcasts. We uh, we post the show if you're just listening on the radio or on uh, the web. You can get on uh Google, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and uh, subscribe. Click that subscribe button to get down to business. I also host the We All Serve podcast, where we talk about leadership lessons learned um, in uh, service from those that have put on the uniform. We just had uh, some amazing, amazing conversations with John Dankowski, a Navy veteran. Uh, some interesting leadership lessons from his time in uniform, time at the White House. You're listening to Get Down to Business, the show of all, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Welcome back to Get Down to Business. And I'm absolutely thrilled and honored to uh, to welcome to the program Ed Samuel, an executive career coach with Sam Nova. Um, and Ed is the author of a fantastic book, Optimize Your Resume, Do's and Don'ts, The Sam Nova Way. Ed, welcome to the program. 
Hey, so glad to be here. It's great to have you. And Ed, um, as I mentioned, you are a senior executive uh, career life coach, ministry leader, author, radio host, certified career assessment and disc personality, uh, ID consultant, a team leader, and founder of Sam Nova. Um, you are actually uh, out in Pennsylvania, but you have a, uh, a, a growing uh, client practice all over the United States and beyond where you're helping so many people with their careers. And that is so timely and so critical. That's what your book is all about. Ed, I love to get uh, to know the person behind the microphone. Uh, do you mind uh, introducing yourself briefly um, and uh, tell us a little bit about your background that led to all of that fascinating work? Yeah, well, thanks. The, um, you know, we've been um, helping people now for uh, going on uh, 11, 11, 12 years. Um, my background has been, I grew up in the corporate America. Uh, I started out as an accounting clerk at three, making $3.63 an hour up in Maynard, Massachusetts. Um, and went, um, went on that corporate career, I want to say uh, 20, 20 some years nonstop and uh, had an amazing run, uh, multiple divisions, multiple groups just for that one firm. And, um, and then I went and I uh, went to other larger corporations or, or, or similar corporations, as well as different industries, played different roles, um, everything from a, um, a VP of finance to an accounting manager to a financial analyst to a VP of operations. Uh, I've just been blessed with so many different roles. But like many other people uh, in America, uh, that company, um, my very last corporate company back in, I want to say, um, gosh, it was 15 years ago. Uh, they did lay me off, and I found myself unemployed, like a lot of Americans today. And um, that um, that kind of led me to a big moment in my life where I had to take a, a deep breath and figure out what I was going to do next. And I, I didn't mention this earlier, but you have a, uh, a bachelor's from Wilmington University, uh, some come out an undergraduate degree in accounting. Um, so certainly, you certainly have uh, had quite the uh, shift. And that is exactly what you do in helping uh, helping folks, helping your clients, as you say in the book, do's and don'ts, um, which is so important. We're going to talk about some of those tips in our uh, short conversation. But I have to admit, I'm actually feeling kind of overwhelmed today because I have you, and you are a uh, you are a radio host yourself, and of course, uh, my upcoming guest, Catherine Johns, of course, 25 years in the business. So we've got some fascinating, fascinating people. And Ed, your show um, is uh, is very very well regarded. I'm excited to uh, join you uh, on the program in the upcoming weeks. But tell us a little bit. I don't want you to give away the secret recipe over here. But what are some of the fundamental points that you share with in your book and that you share with your uh, with with uh, your listeners and uh, share with your clients? Well, you know, um, yeah. One of the reasons I wrote the book is that not everybody uh, can hire a career coach, right? Um, uh, we're not necessarily the, the you know, career coach is not necessarily a cheap exercise, uh, especially when people need uh, a lot of a lot of help, especially at an executive level. But we wrote the book because there are a lot of people who want help. And uh, hey, look, for twenty dollars, uh, I wanted to basically give people a fundamental uh, outline of what a resume should and shouldn't look like. Something as simple as a header on the on the resume with a title. Something as simple as uh, uh, making sure that the very best of someone comes out in that first page of the resume. Uh, um, you, you'd be amazed at how many times that does not happen. Uh, a lot of resumes have a lot of what I call fluff, F-L-U-F-F, -F, uh, on that resume. When, in fact, uh, when you take all the fluff away, you, you know, people uh, who are looking for uh, candidates, um, 
five, seven seconds max. Uh, I led a very large corporate recruiting team uh, with uh, some of the best uh, recruiters in the world for a multi-billion dollar medical device company. And I asked them, how long did it take, you know, uh, to look at a resume, five, seven seconds. And that first page is at a home run. Uh, it doesn't go too far. But, you know, the other thing that I want to do is I want to be on radio because, again, I wanted to offer some some free advice for those people, again, who may not be able to hire a career coach, but uh, they might want to get some tips. Uh, my show's 30 minutes, and I've covered, I want to say, about 40 different areas now. I even have a career spotlight series going on with people with fascinating changes in their lives and what they've done in terms of the pivots they've made. Um, but we'll do everything from, uh, if you listen to the, uh, uh, our broadcasts are uh, turned into a podcast put up on the station and we'll talk about, you know, interviewing, uh, we'll talk about, uh, personality and in interviewing. We'll talk about, um, you know, we'll talk about uh, the mistakes recruiters make and continue to make even in the midst of this COVID-19 period. I said, you, you know, you hear the mistakes recruiters are making and what you can do to try to overcome them. So, we cover a wide uh, area of topics, um, and it's my way of kind of giving back to the uh, uh, to the people out there to uh, to give them a few ideas uh, so they can uh, uh, really optimize their career and get back to work. Sure, and I'm chatting with Ed Samuel, an executive career coach uh, with Sam Nova, and uh, Ed is the author of a book, Optimize Your Resume. And Ed, I know you talk about how Optimize Your Resume can also be used as a guide for hiring managers looking to screen ideal candidates to fill vital roles. And you just touched on some of those tips that, again, it really is that uh, that initial portion of a resume um, that really first impressions is everything. And Ed, I have to ask, um, you work with a pretty wide variety of, uh, of clients, as well as, of course, people that tune into your uh, into your radio program um, and uh, it could be uh, somebody coming straight out of college, a recent college graduate, to a seasoned working professional. Would you say, Ed, that it is the same tips that are applicable to one demographic that is also relevant to the other, or are there any things that you would like to shout out um, to our listeners that might be tuning in uh, that might be relevant to their resumes, to their career search, or to somebody in their family or uh, friend list uh, that uh, might, be, might benefit from this advice? You know, you know, when you're coming out of school, the resume might look a little bit different because it tends to be educationally driven. But, you know, after that first year out of school, quite honestly, all our tips apply to somebody who's 23 and they had a job for six months, a year, right up to somebody who comes to me who are, who's 75 years old and they want to continue to work another 10 years. And we've actually helped people of that age group. Um, you know, most recently we helped a, um, uh, a young man who was uh, early 20s uh, in the entertainment business, went to school for entertainment, um, was in it for four years. This is even before COVID, and then COVID hit, and, and, and he was kind of just lost. Um, he was looking for a job for nine months, and then COVID hits. Um, and we actually helped transform his resume. But before we even did that, we actually did an assessment as to what would make the most sense for him moving forward in his life and career. Uh, so he went from a entertainment production um, producer, so to speak, of music, um, and he's now a recruiter of all things. And um, his resume was transformed, and we brought over the transferable skills. Um, but, yeah, the, the tips uh, apply um, for uh, somebody coming out of school uh, or somebody younger in their career right up to um, midlife. And the crazy thing about it, is that I work with people who make 
$750, a million, $2 million a year in compensation, right now down to someone who's making $30,000. But as you go up the ladder, salary-wise, uh, it's really interesting. Your resume doesn't have to be longer. It has to be tighter, more succinct, and quite honestly, less is more when you get even more senior uh, for the people that I've helped. Uh, really hard to be, you know to get people through that knot hole, um, but that's a um, um, it applies uh, really around the entire uh, that, that 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 continuum. Well, I've been chatting with Ed Samuel, a career coach, transformation life coach, author, career uh, direct, and disc consultant, as well as a Crown Financial Ministries outreach leader and founder. Um, Ed Samuel, we are just about out of time, and I want to make sure our listeners know where they can reach you and purchase a copy of the book. Um, do you mind uh, sharing uh, sharing your website and any contact information? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, our website is www.sam, like Uncle Sam, S-A-M, Nova, like the star, N-O-V-A, I-N-C.com, Sam Nova, Inc., I-N-C.com. Our main number is 610-274-8214. And, or, and if you're on LinkedIn, um, which is such a great tool, uh, just type my name in, Ed Samuel Career Coach LinkedIn, I'll come up in the first page of Google. I'll be right up near the top, and then you can connect with me on LinkedIn. You can order my book from my website. Uh, because of COVID-19, uh, it was taking quite, quite a long time for Amazon to get them out. If They're getting better. Uh, or you can certainly order my book through Amazon as well, Optimize Your Career. But if you order it through our website, we'll, uh, we'll include shipping and get it out to you. Awesome. Ed Samuel, uh, be sure to check out his website, samnovink.com, and purchase a copy, copy of his book, Optimize Your Resume. Um, thank you so much for joining me on the air. Come back real soon. And I can't wait to join you on your program as well. Ed Samuel, Sam Nova, Inc. Uh, we'll be back and get down to business in just a moment. Welcome back, Chicago. You're listening to the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. You can check out my website, shalomkline.com. That's where you can download the podcast from the show. And my next guest, as I mentioned earlier, is no stranger to the Chicago airwaves. I'm absolutely thrilled and honored to be joined by Catherine Johns, a legendary radio host here in Chicago. And uh, some of you might not know, she also has a fantastic book. Uh, is a prolific speaker. So much, so much to share. But Catherine, welcome to the studio. Welcome to Get Down to Business. Thank you so much. I'm happy to get down to business with you. Shalom. Oh, it's fantastic. And I know you have been, uh, you've been staying busy in this era of COVID. You've been doing some speaking through Zoom, but uh, it's fun that we were able to do this in person. To be clear, we have got a big plastic partition between us over yes, here. Yes, we, <laughs> we do. We are socially distanced, baby. We are socially distanced indeed. But Catherine, as I always love to do, you just heard some of our previous guests. I love to get to know the person behind the microphone. You have a legendary career, um, uh, which I don't know how, is po- how it's possible that you've had so many years in the business being as young as you are. Bless your heart. I know, I know. But Catherine, tell us a little bit about yourself. A little bit about myself is really more about my clients than it is about me. You may have noticed that there are a lot of people in business who are not that good at communicating. And that's where I come in. Because, as you said, long career in communication, and I bring that experience to executives, uh, independent professionals, people who want to be more compelling in the way they talk about their business. So, as you said, I'm a speaker and a consultant around speaking. 
And it's it's amazing because when we started talking about having you come on the air, it's so timely right now. Communication is more important than ever. It's not uh, in an era of social distancing. It, it means actually you have to be even more careful with every message you put out. So, Catherine, how did you develop that message for yourself? And as you said, for your clients, how did that come together? You know, a piece of it is not saying a lot. Many people have a tendency to over-communicate. You may have heard that going on as well. And so I coach people to be pithier, more compelling, and get their point across quickly. And radio was a great background for that. You know, I tell people I learned to tell any story you could think of in 30 seconds with room at the end to say, Catherine Johns, WLS News. <laughs> and so I have to ask, Catherine, how strange is it when you are the person on the other side of the microphone being interviewed did that take a little while to get used to oh i love it it's oh i love it i you know i will have mouth we'll talk uh, i know i know I'm it's true it. and you are and you coach your clients in that so i want to get into that um a little bit you you, you have a number of topics uh, that i found interesting uninterruptible making the conversation count i love it i love that message so how does somebody once we're having these meetings on Zoom and it seems just zooming, zooming, zooming all day long and you have 30 minutes for a conversation, how do you create the right balance between the personal, the professional? How do you really get to know somebody and establish trust in a business relationship when you're never actually shaking hands and actually having that, uh, that uh, as I tend to do, a lot of cups of coffee? How do, you, yes. how do you make that conversation count? Well, you know, this is another area where my radio background comes into play because I have clients who say all the time, I don't like talking to the screen. I don't like talking to the camera. I miss being with people. I had years of experience. I was doing virtual meetings before they called virtual meetings, right? So I had these connections with people. And I think it has to do with being willing to be open. So I show up as who I really am on a Zoom meeting or on the radio. And that frees other people to show up as who they really are. Like somebody has to go first in being I hate to use the word vulnerable, but let's say authentic. And once we establish that tone, it makes it easier for everybody to be more authentic. So I want to stick on that theme for a second. That yeah. introduction piece is perhaps the most important moment of the entire conversation. I know you speak regularly on that topic, that that first impression is everything. I think you call it the magnetic, uh, that magnetic start over there. Yeah. And that's so important. So how does somebody, whether it's in person or virtual, how do you make that first impression count? I actually have a five-part formula for that. Want to hear it? I do. All right. So... It's you start talking about the people you serve, not about me, I, what I've done, my long career, and I had this book, blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares about that until you give them a reason to care. So you give them a reason to care by making it about them first. What is the pickle they're in? What would the promised land look like for them? If they didn't have that pickle, what would that be like? That's when you finally get to talk about you. What's your path to get them from the pickle to the promised land? And then got any proof? Just a tiny little bit of evidence that what you say you can do, you've really done. That's, it's fascinating. That's such important information. And, and we're going to talk about leadership. I want to talk about leadership in a second. But, okay. Catherine, you did, um, as I mentioned earlier, you wrote a book. 
uh, Show Up and Shine, which is a bestseller. It's amazing. It's fantastic. <laughs> and Show Up and Shine, I know, covers a lot of the principles that you talk about that you're sharing with our listeners tonight. Um, tell us a little bit about how that worked, going from microphone to a book and what the reaction has been. So I was in a coaching program for speakers, and they said, go home and write a book. You got to have a book if you're going to be a successful speaker. So I did. And thank God, because on my own, I'm not sure I would have sat down and actually done it. And if you read that book, you will hear my voice because I write the way I talk. And it came out actually you pretty easily. You are a easily. communicator for sure. Visit KatherineJohns.com where you could get uh, show up and shine. You could learn all about uh, Catherine's practice. We're going to be back with Catherine Johns in just a moment, talking about leadership, talking about communication. You're listening to Get Down to Business. We'll be back in just a moment. I'm chatting with the author of the awesome, awesome book, Show Up and Shine. I'm chatting with Catherine Johns, a legendary uh, radio host here in Chicago. As we were just saying during the break, a uh, voice for radio, but a voice of communication. That's what we've been talking all about. Catherine, I, I know you have a philosophy that everybody's a leader, that you can lead up, lead down. Ultimately, everybody needs to learn how to lead. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the principles that you share with your clients? So I think leadership is first and foremost about communication, because if you can't communicate effectively, you can't possibly lead. So everybody needs to be better at communication. And I also think that you take, it takes a certain presence to lead. And so it's not only about how much you know or how, what an expert you are. It's about how you show up. We mentioned a little bit ago, showing up is who you really are, being authentic. That's a piece of it. But also having, you know, what they call in the military is, you know, a command presence. So what is that exactly? It's about fully occupying the space, being seen, being heard. One of the things I've run into lately is people doing Zoom meetings and wondering why they don't get to fully participate and it doesn't seem like people take them seriously. They have their cameras off, Shalom. So if you're not willing to be seen, you're likely to be overlooked. I uh, absolutely spot on. And Catherine, if there's one thing that you want our listeners to take away from our conversation today, one thing that as they go into the work week ahead that they can do to perhaps make their week a, a little bit more productive, a little bit more successful, a little bit more authentic, as you would say, um, what would it be? Do at least as much listening as talking, maybe more. Uh, I spot on. Oh my gosh. I, I share that with our listeners all the time, whether you're looking for a job, whether you're looking uh, to grow your business, ultimately it's about listening more than, more than speaking um, for sure. So Catherine, you work with your clients um, that are all over the place. Certainly that's the world that we're in COVID-19. Yeah. Everybody, uh, you could have a global uh, client base and I know you offer a free consultation through your website. People can, uh, can go on there and also download an, uh, I think an ebook, some, some information about which is about networking, which is so important. So Catherine, tell us a little bit of profile of, of sort of an ideal client for you. My ideal client is somebody who feels overlooked and underheard and they want to have a bigger profile. They want to make a bigger splash. They want to be more successful, and they're willing to put some time and effort into that. And you work with them in coaching them, or are you, uh, are you holding their hand through the process? What does, that, um, what does that coaching relationship look like? You know, anybody who knows me well would be surprised if they thought I was a hand-holding kind of coach. Uh, you know, and not that I can't be supportive and friendly, but um, I think it's often about giving people a nudge 
to uh, make some changes. Well, the Nudger in Chief, Catherine there Johns, there we go. Catherine, how can people get a hold of you if they want to purchase a copy of the book, if they want to download that, uh, that e-book, uh, the short read about networking, or schedule a consultation with you? My website is a great place. That would be CatherineJohns.com, surprisingly enough. And um, I do a lot on LinkedIn, so I'm really active in LinkedIn. Like Ed said earlier, he was talking about, and I'm going to go hook up with Ed on LinkedIn um, as an alumni of your show or an alumna of your show. There we go. So find me on LinkedIn and let's connect there. I post five days a week about business communication and have some really interesting exchanges with people there. I, I agree. Some fascinating content and information. Visit KatherineJohns.com. Catherine, during your time on the radio um, in our uh, closing few moments together, what is your favorite memory or maybe funniest moment? Jeez. What a question. 25 years. There were a lot of memories. All right. I've got one. There was a time with Larry Lou Jack. We might remember him. Long time host here in Chicago. Super Jack. Very funny guy where he cracked up completely on the air and it wasn't a bit. I mean, it was legit that he just lost it. It was around some monkey business in the studio and He and Jeff Hendricks and I and Les Grobstein had the most fun looking at hand-drawn pictures of mothers-in-law. I'm not going any farther with it, but it was fun. Amazing, amazing, amazing. That's awesome. I'm chatting with Catherine Johns, um, legendary Chicago radio host, book author, and uh, coach on communication and all things networking, all things uh, communication. And, and really, that these topics are so important, even in this era, especially in this, in this era yeah. of, uh, of, of social distancing, as we were saying earlier. You could get on uh, Catherine's website, catherinejohns.com. And uh, finally, Catherine, your thoughts on the Chicago uh, entrepreneurial, Chicago business scene. You've certainly seen a thing or two over your years in uh, in broadcast communication. Uh, is Chicago going to be able to get through this uh, through this pandemic? Okay, I think so. I know there are real problems for a lot of people and some industries that are suffering badly. I also know that some are doing well, and I think there will be a shuffle, but people will find a new place and move forward. Well, you know what? I, I, I hope that that is true, and I think you are right. I think that Chicago, for all of our challenges, we are resilient, mm-hmm. um, resilient leadership. I actually just heard uh, on a show uh, just recently that there's some additional companies that are moving to Chicago because of the workforce, because of the people. As you always say, Catherine, it's people and it's communication that make all the difference, and that is certainly what I'm seeing in this era of COVID. And um, right now, I think that the uh, you know where there's a challenge, I see the opportunity, and that just means that businesses here in Chicago um, – we have a global opportunity to grow and expand um, anywhere uh, through social uh, through social distancing. We can use you know all the technologies that are available and using your communication. Um, tips and tools uh, through making a first impression by leading, um, you can uh, really uh, take the market by the storm. So, Catherine Johns, uh, thank you so much for joining me on Get Down to Business. One more time, if people want to find you online and uh, schedule a uh, free consultation, where should they go? CatherineJohns.com. 
CatherineJohns.com. I'll be joined by Dr. Jim White, a returning guest on Get Down to Business. When we return in just a moment, you're listening to the show all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. I'll be chatting with the best-selling author of What's My Purpose, A Journey of Personal Professional Growth, and the new author of Broken America. Dr. Jim White will be joining me on Get Down to Business in just a moment. Chicago, don't touch that dial. You're listening to the show all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. We'll be right back. We've had a great number of conversations today, beginning with Stephen Clava, uh, continuing on with Ed Samuel, and finally, uh, Catherine Johns, who joined me here in studio. And I'm thrilled to be joined by returning guest, my friend, my mentor, and the author of a brand new, fantastic bestseller, Broken America, Dr. Jim White. Welcome back to Get Down to Business. My pleasure. How are you doing this evening, Scott? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, Jim. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we have been talking over the past number of weeks, we've been talking all about a number of areas of uh, people first. Tonight, I want to talk to you briefly about measuring your performance, measuring your success, because sometimes it's about working smarter, not harder. Jim, what are your thoughts in those areas? My thoughts... uh and measuring performance is uh, first start with a very specific goal that you want to accomplish. Then you got to put a, a system together where you set at least minimum twice a month uh, to be able to measure what you set for those goals. So, and that's what I find over the years that people actually have problem measuring performance because they don't really set a goal to be able to measure. And I know one of those uh, foundations for you in your Circle of Success platform is the goal and control. I know it's a uh, staple um, at uh, Post Harvest Technologies and uh, all of the companies that you have uh, that you have been privileged to lead is goal and control mm-hmm. meetings in the beginning, middle of the month, checking in, making sure that you are measuring in those areas. So what are some of the things that uh, business owners that might be tuning in uh, to get down to business can, as I always say, implement this week in measuring performance and measuring success in perhaps a goal and control meeting start with the financials number one especially this uh, this day and age uh, for any business owner you, you got uh, three scorecards that you should be measuring that is your balance sheet PL and cash flow uh, so those are the things that you should be ordering uh, and controlling each and every day uh, and you said in our goal control process, we do twice a month to be able to say, this is their go, this is their financial go, this is their cost go, this is their cash flow, where are you? And and you do that in such a fashion where it's actually no excuses associated with it. So you've got to be very specific. So set the go, hold them accountable to those goals, and accept no excuses. These this things cannot be tied to any excuses. So you've got to be able to measure very specifically especially in those three areas. Uh, absolutely. And I, I love the choice of those two words, goal and control. Control, I, uh, I tend to think of, as you were just saying, the reports. You look at the reports and, and that gives you the opportunity to sort of control and sort of check in on what's going on. But the goals, tie, connecting the dots with what we talked about last week, it's people first, is uh, you give everybody around the table uh, or in this uh, era of COVID-19 on Zoom um, or WebEx mm-hmm. uh, the opportunity to set their own goals. So what, um, what are some of the ways that you can use those meetings and use these check-ins um, in goals and controls to motivate people to perform better and make each month a little bit more uh, sort of advanced than the month prior. Motivation comes uh, for most people by being able to accomplish a specific goal that you set. You start creating a history of performance. What I call you start creating value for yourself. 
And that is motivational for most people. So if you can set realistic goals and put a strategy behind them and then measure them and accomplishment, you're creating value. And that is absolutely one of the most motivational experiences you can get. And that's what I've seen for the past 40 years is to be able to set those goals and measure them. I've been chatting with Dr. Jim White about measuring your performance and uh, again, connecting the dots as I always love to do. Um, we are measuring our performance. That is what election season is all about, is measuring our country's performance. And I know that that's something that you talk about in uh, in the book that we uh, mentioned earlier, Broken America. We talk about it each week. Uh, and uh, we are uh, we are in for a uh, for a check in for that goal and control meeting um, with the election. Um, how do you think we're doing? Well, I, I think we could do better. Um, I, I think uh there's no question about it uh, that uh, I think we need to renegotiate with all of our politicians because I think on both sides of the aisle, we're falling short, quite frankly. Well, Jim, I appreciate you joining us each week on Get Down to Business. You can check out BrokenAmerica.com and check out uh, my website, uh, ShalomKlein.com, to download podcasts from the show. We'll be back next Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on AM560, The Answer.